raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. And allies admit there's a crisis at the border and uh, i don't know how anybody could pretend that there isn't that's senator john fetterman all right i don't i don't know what to say anymore there are people who will joke and i think it's kind of crude um they'll say that the stroke fixed him the guy was a progressive the guy was near a socialist, if, if not a socialist, a whole history of living in mom and dad's house and taking money, being a mayor of a city and not doing anything. Now I've got him saying, I'm not a progressive. Out loud statements being made. He supports Israel's existence. He supports securing a border. I don't know. Tony Katz at 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. We will get more into this. It is it is fascinating to watch. I will make the argument as clear as day. This was not the guy campaigning in Pennsylvania. Even before the stroke. Nor will I ever say that he should have been elected. He should not have been. And he should not have been serving. He clearly wasn't okay. I said at the time, I say it now. I wish his family cared more about him than about the title. That's my take. But he's back to making complete sentences. He's back to being engaged in conversations. This is what he's saying. So now... What happens when I take a look at a budget deal that came over the weekend, a budget deal where you've got a shrinking Republican majority in the House? Ho, ho, ho. You get you throw Santos out, Kevin McCarthy resigns, and Steve Scalise has got some medical things to deal with. He won't be back in the House until February. I think there's a one-to-two-seat majority right now. You're going to need some Democrats, at least in the House, to come with you on a budget deal because there will definitely be some hardliners on the right who are like, sorry, not enough cuts in this, not enough cuts in that. It's not that you're going to get me to disagree. It's that I understand that you got to move the ball forward. You're engaging more cuts than you were before. You're engaging certain reductions than you were before. My cursory glance of the budget deal is not everything I want, not a bad start. If you get it past the house, does Fetterman, is Fetterman a guy to help you bring it over a finish line? I mean, what does it mean when he says he's not a progressive? We'll break down more of the budget deal today as well. Also, you have got right here in our beloved Indiana, these accusations, I'm going to call, I don't know if that's the right terminology, 
Do you call them accusations against the Attorney General? We're talking about Todd Rakita. We're not talking about uh, Merrick Garland here. And the disciplinary council, and and is is could he possibly lose his law license for for a short while? He's been responding to these things, and now he's going to join us at seven fifteen to be further engaged about what the disciplinary commission of the Indiana Supreme Court is saying, how he's going to respond. What might happen next? That's at 7.15. Tune in for that. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. A U.S. official confirms to NBC News that the Pentagon did not inform senior officials in the White House's National Security Council for three days that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin had been hospitalized at Walter Reed Medical Center on New Year's Day. Can we just stop? Just stop right there and take a moment to take that in. The insanity of that statement you, you, do it again? Sure. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to. We need a moment here. Someone may have missed it. Tonight, a U.S. official confirms to NBC News that the Pentagon did not inform senior officials in the White House's National Security Council for three days that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin had been hospitalized at Walter Reed Medical Center on New Year's Day. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. The Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, was incommunicado, was incapable of fulfilling his duties. Command, if you will, was given to the deputy secretary while she was on vacation, and she did not know that Lloyd Austin was in a hospital. Neither did the president of the United States. Now, before we get into the insanity part, which I'm with you, This is insane. If one of my cabinet is hospitalized and I'm not informed within seven seconds of them being hospitalized, I fire everybody. As just a matter of course, if I am dealing with an issue with Israel and Hamas, if I'm dealing with an issue with Russia and Ukraine, if I'm dealing with the southern border and the ever-growing threat of China, I shouldn't even say ever-growing. The uh, ever-growing desperation, much better said, of China. I want my Secretary of Defense checking in with me 
every day, twice a day. Hospitalized for three days and no one tells the president? You fire everybody. This is the reporting. You've got the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, and other senior White House officials. It's not like they kept it from Biden. He's old and he's frail and he doesn't know which end is up and someone just gave him his ice cream. And you don't like to interrupt ice cream time. It's not just that. They didn't tell anybody. That wasn't until the Defense Department sent over word January 4th. The Deputy Defense Secretary, Kathleen Hicks, was not informed. She was on vacation. I don't know, was she in was she in Mexico? Was she in I forget where she was. I guess that part doesn't matter. According to those within the system, the Pentagon press secretary, Major General Pat Ryder, saying that the uh, uh the, the secretary's um, people couldn't make any notifications. The chief of staff to uh, Secretary Lloyd Austin wasn't able to notify people because of illness. So the defense secretary is in a hospital, incapacitated, and the chief of staff has the sniffles and can't text anybody, hey, let the president know that the defense secretary is in the hospital. But forget all of that. Are you telling me that Joe Biden in today's world goes at least three days without speaking to his defense secretary? There's not an email. There's not a text. There's not a note. Hey, somebody ask Lloyd what he thinks about this. Really? I Am I the only person asking that question? Oh, Tony, none of this matters. Oh, the hell it doesn't. What's going on over there? What level of incompetence is this? Who's actually governing anything? As you can guess, Democrats are totally silent because, well, cowardice. If it's not about January 6th, they have nothing to say. The Indiana Democratic Party has a whole screed about January 6th. I mean, I I am not the biggest Trump guy in the world, guys. You know this uh, about me. But holy hell, Mike Schmuel, Indiana Democratic Party, you guys lie with such reckless abandon. It is incredible to watch. I swear, it it is very obvious, watching the Indiana Democratic Party, they look at former Representative George Santos and they go, that's the guy we should model ourselves after. But you've got nothing to say about people calling for genocide in the streets of of Indianapolis. No stand up for, for Jewish Hoosiers whatsoever. Just something I noticed about this Indiana Democratic Party and its supporters. So Democrats are silent. Republicans are like, what? How, how do you go three days? Where where is the where's the sense of urgency? What what is happening here? Is he okay? Is it affect does what he have affect decision making? What's happening? Axios, Axios.com writes Republicans erupt over secrecy and defense secretary's hospitalization. The problem here is not Republicans. 
The problem here is that the headline states that only Republicans have erupted. This is nutty. I didn't say the man couldn't be sick. I didn't say the man couldn't be in a hospital. I only wish him well. No one gets informed. Could I forgive the first hour or the second hour or the third hour or the fourth hour or the fifth hour or the sixth hour? Eventually someone says, hey, has anybody told Joe? At some moment, when your mother is in the hospital and things are pretty bad, someone will say at 2 a.m., should we let Aunt Frida know? Someone's going to say it. Eventually, that's going to get brought up. And no one said, do you think we should call Joe? No one. So as much as I'm looking at the president saying, you haven't spoken to your defense secretary in three days? No one in that office, no one within those five walls, it's the Pentagon, it's five, it's five walls, it's the Pentagon, go take a look at a picture, it's just, no one within those five walls thought, should we call Joe? Should we, should we tell him? We'll send him a note? Ice cream cake? Go to Carvel, go, Tommy, Tommy, go to Carvel, get, get a cookie puss and bring it over to the White House and say, oh, by the way, uh, Lloyd's in the hospital. Just b- bring him. Br- no, no, not the cookie, oh, puss. He doesn't like that one. It scares him. Bring him the regular cookie. You know what? Don't even get him the cookie puss. Get him Fudgy the Whale. Fudgy the Whale. Bring it to him and, and, and just say, hey, by the way, Lloyd's in the hospital. We're sure he'll be fine. And that's it. All right. Thanks, Tommy. Ah, Tommy, good guy. Good guy. No one thought to do that. No matter how you turn this story, how can you believe we are in the best of hands? Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. schedule is set and it's nutty tony katz 93 wibc good morning the browns will travel to play the houston texans who sadly win the afc south because the jaguars lost that could have been the colts now just to put myself on the record the people who are upset with Tyler Goodson for dropping that pass, uh, Gardner Minshew for how that pass was thrown, and Shane Steichen, the coach, for calling that play. Um, Clearly, they've practiced that play. Clearly, the ball was a bit behind Tyler Goodson. Clearly, Goodson should have caught the ball, and he knows that. He didn't. But anybody upset with Shane Steichen, this has been the coach all year. 
This is exactly the kind of thing he does. Fourth and one, and yes, Jonathan Taylor's on the sideline. Zach Moss is on the sideline. This was the play. This was the guy. All the weirdo fake punt things and everything else that they do, you didn't think this was coming? This was the play. It didn't work. Don't worry. There is enough about this game, just like the Falcons game. Just like a myriad of games, they should have won. And they didn't. Some people are like, well, it's better than we thought they'd do. You could have had a home playoff game. I don't know if uh, there's anger about that or not. The Texans will play at home. The Dolphins will travel to play the Chiefs. That will take place uh, Saturday. On Sunday, the Steelers make it in. Because of all the madness, they'll go and play the Bills who win the AFC East. The Packers are in. They will go play the Cowboys. It's actually going to be a good game. Then the Rams, and I didn't think it was possible for the Lions to get a home game. The Rams will go play the Lions because the Rams beat the 49ers last night. Then the what happened to the Philadelphia Eagles Holy cow, they have to travel to Tampa Bay where Baker Mayfield has led the Buccaneers to uh, the NFC South victory, winning the division, and they will be at home at Raymond James. That's uh, the stadium there in Tampa. Nice place. The Colts are not listed. And that, kids, is a damn shame. Because the Colts should be on there. And for the people saying, hey, it's enough, the Colts should be on there. Can't can't really say that enough. The Colts should be there. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. 32 degrees in the American Standard Heating Weather Center. The time is 646. This is the Boeing plane. This goes back a few years when this plane had issues with with basically nosediving. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. It was an autopilot issue. And what would take over and at what times? And it was clear, you know, what was it? The pilot taking over? Was it the autopilot taking over? The trying to correct? And then you had those crashes. Of of this Boeing Max, uh, you had two different crashes 
of the, this this airline. This was a few years back. They then took the plane out of of rotation. They said the problems are fixed. They brought it back. And then on this Alaska Airlines flight, a window on the plane blows out. I'm not talking about in the cockpit. I'm talking about next to a passenger. The window that you look out of and say, oh, how pretty. The whole thing, not just the window itself, but the whole contraption blew out. No one died. But as uh, described in some reporting, some kid had his shirt ripped off because of the depressurization and it sucked right out. And then you've got these pilots having to descend and they have to get back uh, to, to, to where they were flying to. The plane has been grounded again. There's a real problem with this aircraft. And it's a real problem for Boeing. And if Boeing doesn't treat it as a problem, we're all nuts. Air travel in the United States is outrageously safe. And I think if the statistics I have are correct, you can go back more than a decade without hearing about a major flight incident. We've heard of other flight incidents. Uh, We'll hear of a plane taxiing and almost hitting another plane. We've heard about possible midair collisions. We've seen some things happen in Japan and other spots. I'm, I'm talking mostly about the United States. Aircraft accidents major malfunctions catastrophes no we it, it it is incredible how we keep this going the talent the skill the 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 the, the systems the redundancies it's amazing but it can't happen if we're relying on planes that clearly aren't up to snuff from the beginning I'm stating that Boeing has not shown that in the 737 MAX 9 that that plane is up to snuff. Exactly how many problems should the American people endure before Boeing says, okay, this was incorrectly designed or we have a series of manufacturing issues, whatever the case may be. Alaska Airlines, where this took place, returned 18 of their 65 737 MAX 9s to service. The aircraft pulled from service until details about possible additional maintenance work are confirmed with the FAA. Now, each plane, when they get inspected, it takes about four hours. 
There are 171, as reported by the Associated Press, 737 MAX 9s globally. It's going to cost the airline. It's going to cost Boeing. Allow me to give a take. And so, don't care. It doesn't matter. I don't care how much money it costs Alaska or United or Delta or whoever may have uh, these. United Airlines grounded, of course, their MAX 9s. They had a 10% cancellation rate on Sunday. Oh, yeah, it's going to affect travel. Better to be affected on the ground. This is an issue. I get the economics of it. I get the problems. And you just can't have this. You cannot have it. It is possible that in the end, the Max 9 is the Edsel and just simply, nah. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. But you can't go on like this. Now, Matt Baer, uh, it occurred to me that I may have made an error. I may have made a mistake. Because I was having a conversation about the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, who was in a hospital for three days before the Pentagon informed the President of the United States. And I consider that to be a problem. I find it a problem that Joe Biden doesn't speak to his Secretary of Defense for three days. And I find it equally a problem that uh, the Pentagon didn't think to inform the president. That's a problem. And I said, how is it possible that someone didn't call, didn't make a note, didn't make a reference? Were they afraid they were going to interfere with ice cream time? Because, you know, Joe Biden loves ice cream. Oh, he's just Uncle Joe. That's all he is. That's all he is. And I said, why doesn't somebody go to Carvel and get him a fudgy the whale and bring him some ice cream and say, oh, by the way, the Secretary of Defense is in the hospital. And uh, it dawned on me, and I spoke about this with producer Carl, maybe people don't know what Carvel is. Do you know what Carvel is, Matt Bear? Do you have an idea of what Carvel ice cream is? I've never heard of Carvel ice cream, no. no. Yeah. But do you know what the Fudgy the Whale is? I, I do now. I want to meet Fudgy the Whale. Do you know what the Cookie Puss is? I don't, but I do now. I want to meet the Uh, Cookie Puss. Everybody send your photos of the Cookie Puss and the Cookie O-Puss to uh, Matt Bear on uh, on, on X. Uh, It was was an ice cream store. It it was an East Coast thing. Oh, okay. That's why I've never heard of it. Yeah. uh, So I want to apologize. One of my vestiges of New Jersey growing up, uh, Carvel, I I should have engaged something much closer to home in, in that example. So I apologize. No, you're, it's fine. You could have said flying cupcake, but whatever, you know. Yeah, that's a cupcake place. Oh, oh, oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Good yeah. point. That's- the Colts do not get the W. They do not move on. Their season is over. Second time in three years, they don't get to the playoffs with a win and in. And with the Jaguars losing, it would have been a home game. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. Good to be with you. Angry? Ah, it's better than we thought they'd do. Really? No? No wondering why this team couldn't push it over the edge? Really no wondering how you give up a 75-yard touchdown the first play of the game uh, for the Texans? 
No wondering why Jonathan Taylor has nine billion yards on the ground and fourth and one and you're not running it? No faith in the offensive line? No? Okay. Uh, sure. Uh, I My take is simple. This fourth and one play, I feel bad for Tyler Goodson. Dropped the ball. He should have caught it. He knows it. Gardner Minshew, the ball was, uh, he threw the ball behind him. But Gardner Minshew does that. That's exactly who Shane Steichen is. That's the coach you picked. That's the coach he's been all year. Why is anybody surprised by this play? This was the play. This is the coach. This is what he does. And you will live by it and you will die by it. All of a sudden, what what, what was it? Tank Strand with 23 trap, whatever that play was. That's power trap. That's, That's not what the guy does. The, the, the play is the play. Meanwhile, there's a one-two punch. WIBC.com has the story. First, you have the superintendent of the Center Grove Schools, Richard Arkanoff. I think I'm pronouncing it right. He's retiring. Boom. Got announced by the board on Friday. He's retiring. Now, this coincides with an investigation by police into discrepancies in time off reimbursements. Well, okay. I'd like to know if there's a problem here. I'd like to know what superintendents are doing. And a great reminder as a parent, stay on top of your school boards, stay on top of your schools, you're in charge. Yes, you elect these people. When they don't do the job, you replace them. When they're not honest with you, you replace them. And the people who say you shouldn't have a say, dismiss those people in front of them to their nose, by the way, and then keep demanding answers. This takes us to Brownsburg, where this started taking place while I was on uh, vacation. I know Rob Kendall's been talking about it and Casey Daniels has been talking about it. The school board in Brownsburg voted unanimously not to extend the contract for the school superintendent, Dr. Jim Snap. Now, I have spoken about Snap over the years and the progressivism out of Brownsburg. The question is, so his contract will now expire at the end of the 25-26 school year. There's questions about whether or not there's been pressure on him to resign. He will. He will. And I'm saying not he will. He won't. He refuses to. He's not going to leave early. You're going to have to pay out his contract. They had a specially convened school board executive session. This is going to the brownsburgsentinel.com. Four school board members met publicly at 6 p.m. and voted not to renew uh, his contract. But the uh, school board executive session was held at 5 p.m. No reason is being given. Uh, Brownsburg, you're already in a lot of hot water. What you did to that child... I don't even want to describe what you made him eat that he vomited up. But, uh, oh, that's a true story. It is obscene. You don't get to not tell the people of Brownsburg. You don't get that right. You don't get to be silent. That's not going to work. Why did you not extend the contract? What's going on? If you're in Brownsburg, keep asking questions. Don't be silent for these people. What's happening in our schools? And remember, they're our schools. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning.
raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It started with a doctor performing an abortion on a 10-year-old. Now, how this came to be, the story out of Ohio, why they came to Indiana is a conversation uh, about law and what was and wasn't acceptable in certain states. But the information getting to the public, well, that's been an interesting question. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Was the doctor in this case, Dr. Caitlin Bernard, in the wrong for sharing information with a reporter as opposed to engaging the confidentiality of a client? The Attorney General of Indiana, Todd Rakita, has spoken uh, about this, has engaged action on this subject, and for his comments in an interview with Jesse Waters on Fox News, you had uh, in Indiana, the Indiana Supreme Court, saying that there was a violation that took place, and the Indiana Supreme Court Disciplinary Commission, Commission saying there was a violation that took place. The Attorney General Todd Rokita disagrees. There was then another conversation that could impact his work as attorney general. The attorney general joins us right now, Todd Rokita on the line. It's good to have you, sir. Uh, Give me the elevator pitch of your comments regarding Dr. Bernard and what it is the commission is saying about you and now how you have responded in this disciplinary case. Yeah, hey, thanks, Tony. I appreciate you. appreciate your show. Hey, look, this was about 16 words a year and a half ago that the left political opponents, the confused quote-unquote media keep wanting to bring up because they don't want to let it die. You know, first of all, this was about patient privacy. And the doctor clearly violated patient privacy when she went to the Indianapolis Star and national news outlets, and her own licensing board found her in violation. So that case is closed. Um, It was an emotional issue for sure. You know, if this was, Tony, about your prostate or something like that, I guarantee you no one would care. Uh, And people have to realize that 20, at any given time at the attorney general's office, there are 20 or so open cases we have against doctors on this very type of issue, this patient privacy issue. So this is something that that we do. Uh, Now, uh, some people had a problem, and you know what, I always cooperated with the disciplinary commission always cooperate with the supreme court had a problem with the context uh, of what i said and you know in 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 whether or not it violated or impeded or should say some rules some rules of process some rules of court what i didn't do was violate anyone's confidentiality 
What I didn't do was um, violate any state statute, and I was not fined. And that's what I had said later after the court came out with its opinion, agreeing with the court. But the news media wants to conflate all that, and the left wants to conflate all that to to say that, oh, he admitted what he did did was wrong, and then he refuted it. No. Well, let me, a let rule, me give a, you a rule of uh, court is not a state statute is not a fine about these other things. And so I, would, I made that clear. And 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 here we be. Let me let me give you, though, the, the, the commentary here, sir. The argument is the disciplinary commission uh, went to unseal the agreement that that you had made. And this is how they stated, quote, respondents actions flouted the authority of the court called into question the sincerity of respondents assertions to the court in his conditional agreement and affidavit and caused damage to the public's perception of the integrity and justness of the attorney discipline system that's the argument that they're making are you contending here that their argument is purely political uh it's it's something it's something that's wrong and not right Listen, if, if anyone's impeding the integrity of the court, it's news media. It's, 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 it's political opponents who want this story to never end and want to make me say that what I said a year and a half ago was false. And, Tony, you make this reference about uh, the TV series all the time. There are four lights. I will never say there's five. I will never say there's three. There are four. And, and, and so what I stand behind it exactly what i said i always will and i always be transparent with the people of indiana like i have here um you know this commission which is an arm of the supreme court is supposed to be is supposed to be an arbiter of the truth it's supposed to be a truth finder it's not supposed to be on one side uh or the other and and to the extent people are having less confidence in the system it's because of the weaponization that's allowed to happen, uh, not only here in these kinds of cases, but across the country uh, with the judicial system. So I think we have to be very careful in Indiana to say, hey, we're not going to let this our system get weaponized by special political interest who never want this issue to go away. So let's so let's take a step back. Talking to the Attorney General of Indiana, Todd Rokita. Are you stating that your comments about the decision and your deal with the Supreme Court, that your comments after the fact are not violating the agreement that you were discussing? Absolutely not. In fact, the, the, the public knows, as far as I'm concerned, the public knows uh, the, the entire contents of the agreement uh, already. So I'm not objecting to if, if you want to release this, these, this document and agreement now, which would be the first time in the history of the court that we can tell. Uh, but fine. And in fact, what I'm saying is to make sure that this commission has the confidence of the people of Indiana and all the attorneys that it regulates make the deliberations concerning me all public as well. Not just ones in the past, but but you know, as, if this goes forward, what, whatever's going to happen, make this make this uh, available to everybody, including their deliberations. This is a commission that's not elected by anybody. They've never met in public, uh, and 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 here they are, um, basically inserting themselves in news cycles. And to me, that's far from being um, the arbiters of truth. 
and it's gotten themselves into the, this political mess. What our filings have done, um, our recent response to the court has said, we want to disentangle you, the commission, from all these things. To get back to uh, going after attorneys who have stolen clients' money, uh, who have gotten DUIs, who are driving around drunk, who are doing these other things uh, that are a serious impediment to the the judicial process. Are you concerned that with this conversation, other conversations that you've had, Attorney General Rokita, um, that this commission could move to take away your law license and therefore effectively ending your career as attorney general? Listen, this case is, is closed, and uh, no. I mean, it would be unprecedented. It would be completely out of line. We're talking about 16 words from 1.5 years ago. A year and a half ago, we're, talking, we're not talking about me uh, being drunk, groping women. We're not talking about me stealing clients' money. We're not talking about those things uh, that you do get your license suspended for, and rightfully so. We're talking about um, matters of style. And again, with the news media and and the left political opponents who just can't stand that I am suing Biden about the border as an attorney general, that I promised to go after China and have ending the last Confucius Institute in Indiana at Valparaiso. But you're saying, and I don't mean to interrupt, I want to make sure I'm clear, you're saying that you're talking about the settlement of this issue because that's what they're saying is the issue. There's nothing there, and that everything that comes after that is political. I mean, that's that is the crux of your argument. Yeah, I don't know what you mean by nothing there, but again, everything that the substantive in that agreement that I know about, that as far as I'm concerned, has already been made public, either through the Supreme Court's own opinion, which for the first time cited the contents of a of a conditional agreement, um, or just through other news media accounts. Uh, or what we had filed in response. Look, you know, I, I, I met the Disciplinary Commission, Tony. I met him halfway, if not more, and said, you know what? Okay, you know, in terms of a, of a rule of court, in terms of a rule of process, you know, maybe someone could have found that what I said on TV a year and a half ago for those 16 words uh, did not meet standard. Um, but it certainly did not break anyone's confidentiality, and it certainly did not break any state statutes, and I certainly wasn't fine for it. And and so let's get beyond this. I'll stand up and I'll be responsible and I'll I'll meet you guys halfway, if not more, and we'll and we'll move down the road. Now some don't want that. Some don't want that to be over because like I said, were you interjected of all the other stuff we're doing, I they think I have to be stopped somehow, some way. And 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 that's just not the case. I'm not going to be stopped. I'm not going to be shut up. I'm not going to be silenced. The disciplinary commission recently wanted me to have a gag order. Where have you heard gag order before? (laughs) You know, from an arm of the judiciary. But that's the place that they have found themselves and that they're putting Indiana. And I'm just going to continue on representing voters, representing taxpayers, representing the people who put me in office to do the very thing that I'm doing. The Attorney General, Todd Rokita, I appreciate you taking the time uh, to be with us, sir. Thank you, uh, Todd Rokita, Attorney General of the State of Indiana. I apologize for the delay. Matt Bear has traffic. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. 
Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. All-Star Weekend is coming to Indianapolis. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. So the NBA All-Star Game, so we're talking about February 16th to the 18th. You've got events at the Convention Center, events at Lucas Oil, events at Cambridge. The schedule is out. You've got... uh, On Friday, the NBA All-Star Celebrity Game. It's the All-Star Celebrity Game. Followed by the NBA Rising Stars Game, which will be first and second year players along with G League players. G League is, it's not the minor leagues. I don't even know what the developmental league. I think that's what they used to call it. Then it got taken over by Gatorade or they're the sponsors. Now it's called the G League. And then Saturday is the big one where you've got uh, practice over at Cambridge. You've got um, a whole big event going on at the convention center. You've got the HBCU Classic at Cambridge. And then at Lucas Oil Stadium, you got the three-point contest, slam dunk contest. That's all happening Saturday night. And then Sunday, you've got uh, the 73rd NBA All-Star Game which is 8.30 p.m. at Cambridge Fieldhouse. So that it, it's, it's going to be a good time. I hope it makes a lot of money for, for the city. I, I want the businesses to make the money. And speaking of the businesses, if you're going, you better get your reservations in right about now. Cooking a steak, wouldn't it be great? You could be my mate. Cooking a steak, for goodness sake, will you please be my mate and come and cook a steak? Steak. Ah, Meatless Monday. As we know, the Indianapolis City County Council doesn't give a good holy you-know-what about businesses in this city making money. Oh, sure, they all want the All-Star Game so they can go to the All-Star Game so they can say, look, I'm at the All-Star Game. Uh, I want the small businesses being able to make a boatload of cash. So make your reservations now for dinner. You got a lot of steak choices. I'm going through a list, no particular order. Tony's of Indianapolis, which I haven't been to in, in years. Some of the finest service I've ever received at a restaurant was Tony's of Indianapolis. Right? Get your reservation now. St. Elmo's, of course. I think it might be too late. But get your reservation at St. Elmo's. Uh, Fogo to chow. Because nothing says NBA All-Star like eating way too much lamb off of a stick. Matt Bear, this is what you want. Capital Grill, perfect choice. Roost Chris, perfect choice. Prime 47, perfect choice. Then you might you might have to 
to spread out a, a, a little bit more if you want to have things on the periphery, whether it's Eddie Merlot's, Hyde Park, which is uh, downtown, uh, Sullivan's Steakhouse, you can go on from there. What I'm telling you is, get the reservation now. And if it's none of those places, there are nine billion other great places. We do food well. We've been saying this for years. Before it was popular to do, we were discussing this. Go be supportive of the local. You know what? You just want to eat downtown and give it a go. You want to have a weekend where there's a lot of activity. You're not even going to the game. Go to it. Go do it and go to it. That's what I would do there for the All-Star Weekend. I'd enjoy some meatless Monday. And while you're having the steak, remind yourself, man, this city county council sucks. Uh, not all of them, but 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 yeah, yeah, no, no, it sucks. Just terrible. Awful. I wish they were better. Wish they were better. But um, uh, my, my wish is, is not coming true. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Traffic on the fives and Matt Bear. What do we know? Looking at a crash coming down the north split. It's northbound 65 at Meridian Penn. Blocking the left lane, causing stop traffic into the north split. And we have a delay on westbound 70 coming into downtown. It's from Emerson Avenue to 465. That's running about 14 minutes total to the crash on northbound 65 Meridian Penn. This is also stopping northbound 6570 downtown from Michigan Street to the north split. Crash west side northbound of 465 to rockville road the crash is at the end of the ramp blocking the left lane and i just had a report of a crash it's north south side northbound 31 to eastbound 465 crash on the ramp the ramp is open somebody's in the guardrail traffic sponsored by triple a vacation expo this saturday january 13th is the triple a vacation expo at the jw marriott downtown it's free and you don't even have to be a triple a member to attend details and a chance to win 500 dollars in travel vouchers at aaa.com slash expo i'm matt bear with traffic on the fives follow us at wibc traffic we have got 32 degrees in the American Standard Heating Weather Center. The time is 7.46. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love. Hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Um, there's no doubt here that this is an animating principle for, for Joe Biden. This is why he ran in 2020, what happened in Charlottesville. He talks about that frequently. We know he is connected, that extremism, that hateful rhetoric, and at times violence with what Donald Trump has unearthed for this country, that he has given license to a lot of this anger and racism and the worst of us. And we ha- that is connected to 
Trump being a danger to democracy, which we've heard from the president throughout his time in office. And then again, Friday in Valley Forge, you will hear a variation of that today. We should also note South Carolina. This is a political stop because South Carolina is the first Democratic primary with their new calendar. It also is a place where President Biden is going to really try to try to hone his pitch to black voters again, because polling suggests that they, his support there has really slipped. And so his polling has slipped with black voters. So Joe Biden's plan is to fearmonger about white supremacy and blame Trump for unearthing racism and the worst of us. Is Trump responsible for the anti-Semitism that has taken hold in the United States and Joe Biden's America? No, Joe Biden is. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. Dolo, don't get mad at me. These are the rules that the political left put forward and I'm playing by the rules. Joe Biden is responsible for all the anti-Semitism in America. You don't like it, kiss off. You set the rules. You made this the way it is. I didn't I didn't want this. I don't want any part of this. I want to have rational conversations, have a bourbon, have a steak, have sex with my wife, and not necessarily in that order. But you keep telling me I'm a bigot for my existence. So Joe Biden is responsible for the Jew hate. Joe Biden is responsible for high schoolers getting yelled at at a basketball t- game where other players scream, I support Hamas. Go die. That happens, by the way. You don't think that the anti-Semitism is happening? It's happening everywhere. It's happening out in the open, aggressively in the open. You have a basketball game in New York that got canceled because it's in Yonkers. One team is screaming anti-Semitic remarks at the other team. Now, the player got suspended, the coach got fired. This is where the story is going to end? If it was a white team yelling racial slurs at a black team, everybody on MSNBC would be having a conniption. They'd be losing their minds. And they'd be right to be disgusted. But when it's Jews, they don't give a good holy damn. The Jew hater Joy Reid, the Jew hater Ellie Mastal, the Jew hater uh, uh, Mehdi Hassan, who who just uh, lost his gig, he just did his last show. Lousy with them. I apologize for nothing, kitten. It's not my fault that I notice. And it's not my fault that I notice that there's MSNBC, Morning Joe's show, stating quite clearly that Joe Biden is losing support with black Americans, so he's going to fearmonger by screaming white supremacy in Trump. Proving that there is no basis in the conversation, but rather there's only the desire for the attack, and the attack is the only way these terrible, disgusting lowlifes can win. We all deserve better. We all deserve an honest conversation. And you could have conversations about January 6th and Trump all you wish. Trump and his presidency all you wish. You get no argument from me if you find something within all of that where you're like, I'm not voting for that again. But the people who are voting for him, they're not bigots and they're not racists just because. It's a disgusting thing to say. Aren't we tired of the disgusting things? No, we're not, 
because this is Congressman Jim Clyburn of South Carolina speaking to Jake Tapper on CNN. Is it, is it fair to tie in any way what happened at the Emanuel AME Church to Donald Trump? Donald Trump had barely launched his campaign when that attack happened. Well, thank you very much for having me, Jake. I think it is very clear uh, that Donald Trump's utterances uh, way back before Charlottesville, or at the time of Charlottesville, ties him uh, to uh, what happened uh, at Mother Emanuel. The fact of the matter is that young man went into that church's basement, joined with those worshipers in Bible study, and murdered them. And he said at the time that he was attempting to create a race war. Jim Clyburn is officially too old to be a member of Congress. Jake Tapper reminds him that Donald Trump was not president during this shooting where nine people were murdered, and absolutely they were killed because they're black. And what is he doing? Gearing up for the South Carolina primary by saying Trump's the reason black people were killed. Trump had nothing to do with it in any way, shape, or form. Bigotry exists, and it is awful. I know this because I'm watching uh, Jews be called all sorts of names or be physically attacked in malls, or, or, or etc., and nobody in America seems to give a damn, certainly not the President of the United States, because Joe Biden is fine with anti-Semitism in the U.S. He absolutely is okay with it, and it is on the rise under his presidency because he doesn't give a damn. These are the rules to the left. I'm just using them. If you can blame Donald Trump for uh, the murder of nine in South Carolina they had nothing to do with, these are the rules. If you want to live in the insanity, that's fine by me. But I'm not going to allow anybody to say, I have to live by one set of rules and they can live by another that aren't based in reality. Screw that and screw them. The fight. Sometimes you got to bring it to him, kitten. Matt Bear has traffic. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Twenty twenty three was a year for Indiana. And while politically there's certainly things that we talk about, disagree about, have issues with, when it comes to business, it came to the state. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Find everything at Tony Katz. Dot com. That's K-A-T-Z, TonyCats.com. Gary Dick joins us from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at I-I-B. Uh, you can find him personally at Gary Dick, G-E-R-R-Y, at Gary Dick on the Twitter box. 
$28.7 billion in commitments. Uh, that's, a, that's a lot of good money coming to the state of Indiana, Gary Dick. It is. And uh, a big spotlight put on the state. You know, Tony, the year before last, 2022, I think the number was something like 22 or $23 billion in uh, uh, commitments from companies uh, around the, really around the globe to invest in Indiana, those already here or those uh, looking to locate in Indiana. And a lot was made at that time of that big number. And how could that be topped? And it wasn't a big way. As you said, nearly $29 billion. That represents potential investment, you know, planned investment from more than 200 companies. And it runs the gamut. You know, we saw life sciences investment. We saw, you know, a lot of investment, as we've talked about, in the uh, the electrification of the auto industry, um, uh, Stellantis, uh, Samsung, SDI, GM, uh, a number of companies investing big time in Indiana. So from a number standpoint uh, and from an attraction, a success rate standpoint, 2023 was uh, was a really good year for the state. And if you talk to folks at the Indiana Economic Development Corporation and elsewhere around the state, they say 24 is shaping up. The pipeline is shaping up to be yet another good year. So some momentum. It's certainly something that Brad Chambers, uh, the former Secretary of Commerce, is going to utilize in his run for, for, for governor and taking credit for these things. The other, I think, big story is how Indiana is again ranked amongst the best states to start a business. Is this a taxation conversation or is this a regulation conversation or is this a talent conversation? You know, I think all of the above, and you're referencing Forbes. They came out with their list of the best uh, best states to start a business. Indiana actually fell, but they were number one last year. Indiana was number one last year. This year, they just fell one spot there. So they're number two in the country, Indiana is, in terms of the best states to start a business. They look at a number of metrics, uh, Tony, in this uh, study. Look at uh, uh, the environment for business growth, uh, the financial environment for entrepreneurs, cost of living, uh, regulation, you know, a number of factors that contribute to that. And, you know, as I look at it uh, and, and where Indiana stacks up when it comes to, to a, uh, a business-friendly or business development standpoint, you know, the lists come and go in, in Indiana and other states are ranked in various places. But I put a lot of stock in what I hear, uh, what you hear from CEOs and site selection consultants and those people who are really actively involved in locating companies and locating a big investment, not what they're saying on camera, but what they're saying behind the camera. And I can tell you uh, that, uh, you know, time and time again, the reaction I get from CEOs and those looking to locate or relocate or maybe put a big investment is the business friendly environment in, in Indiana outpaces uh, certainly neighboring states and is among uh, the better environments uh, in the country. You would think that, Every state would be a welcoming business environment, but that's apparently not the case. I mean, uh, not to pile on to Illinois because we tend to do that. But oh, do it! Pile on to Illinois, yeah. <laughs> and the bears well, suck. Talk, talk Go on, folks. Who, yeah, who are looking to locate or relocate, and they cite that as an example uh, in how there's there's somewhat of an anti-business. Uh, attitude or environment, and it's quite the opposite here, and I think it's being reflected in this uh, this Forbes study, that uh, Forbes report that just came out. Talking to Illinois hater Gary Dick from <laughs> InsideIndianaBusiness.com. No, is that not the way I say it? It's not yeah, the way? exactly. Oh, okay. Thought, I thought and I had that right. The dude got beat on, fri- on uh, Friday night, too, so... 
Uh, talk to me about this this story that has made a lot of noise uh, about how um, Indy has topped missed Midwestern cities in three-year GDP growth. You compare Indianapolis and really the metro, so not just Indy proper, to other areas, Milwaukee, Chicago, Detroit, Cleveland, Columbus, Kansas City, St. Louis. We're up 8.4% with $12.1 billion worth of impact. And the next closest one um, is is $9.4 billion out of St. Louis. Have we figured out how this number comes together? Yeah, I, 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 I was surprised when I saw that number, especially, Tony, and you and I talked a little bit about it, but the IU Kelly School of Business came out a few weeks ago and talked about a, a competitiveness uh, uh, issue for, in particular for Indianapolis because of the kinds of jobs uh, attracted here in terms of uh, perhaps not being as high wage as some of the other uh, jobs. But this report that came out, as you said, peer cities in the Midwest, Minneapolis, uh, St. Louis, Cincinnati, uh, you can go, and go on down the list, Indianapolis was substantially higher, the Indy metro area substantially higher. And I think it's reflective of some of the life sciences manufacturing uh, investment uh, that uh, has come and is coming to uh, central Indiana as well. But a very positive sign heading into 2024 as you try to prop up, uh, if you will, the business case for Indianapolis and central Indiana. Well, I, I mean, I love the, I love it. I, I think it's a great number, but it's just it, it's a little bit there's still, there's a question mark that gets left to that, because are we discussing new business coming in? I mean, we talk about twenty eight point seven billion coming in, are we talking about further investments into what we already have? And when you take a look at the Indianapolis Metro, is that an Indianapolis phenomenon? Meaning, did Indy do something to attract this opportunity? Or is it, again, the Indiana story? And since Indianapolis is the capital, more people got attracted here because there's more entertainment, more uh, things to do, and therefore they grew the business they already had here here. Yeah, well, this, you know, I think this is a focus on the Indy Metro. So you look at the metropolitan area, uh, certainly. And this was taken, this was a snapshot that was taken a couple of years ago. Uh, I think it was, I can't remember the time uh, frame on it uh, specifically. But this was taken uh, a couple of years ago uh, by this uh, this organization. And I think it's a, you know, I think it's a combination. I, I, I think the Indiana story uh, is a positive one. I think they measured GDP uh, for the metro area. So, uh, presumably, uh, you know, big developments and uh, some of the big projects we've talked about uh, over the uh, course of the past uh, year or so around the state of Indiana wouldn't be included in that. They were just looking at these metro areas and, again, peer uh, metro areas like uh, Milwaukee and, and Minneapolis, which uh, has has had a pretty vibrant economy, a lot of Fortune 500 companies up there as well included in the list. Uh, before I let you go, talking to Gary Dick, InsideIndianaBusiness.com. Maybe the biggest story of 2023 came at the end of 2023 for Indianapolis, particularly, uh, which is the story about Circle Center Mall, the $600 million plan to renovate and 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 redo this whole area. Um, how intense is this plan? Uh, the people at Hendrix, which is the co- company you have, uh, the story there at InsideIndianaBusiness.com, uh, they kind of they kind of dig the challenge. They like what they're seeing. Um, have you seen the plan? How transformational are we discussing? 
Well, I think it's potential, potentially uh, hugely uh, transformational. So, as you say, $600 million plant. What I think is interesting is, and we all know, you know, Circle Center was such a catalyst for downtown's renaissance uh, over the years, Became has become really a, a, a weight, uh, you know, an eyesore of sorts uh, uh, more recently. Hendricks Commercial Properties, Wisconsin-based uh, company, Bottle Works, a very successful development there, Iron Works on the north side. They are a very uh, financially well-heeled company that likes to do things the right way. They don't typically do projects this big. They have done it, uh, though, in their home uh, state of Wisconsin and out in Idaho and uh, some other places. But uh, Rob Gerbitz, the uh, CEO of the company, was on the show this week, uh, and he said they do like the challenge uh, of this project. And one of the things he said really drove it was not only what he called the good bones of Circle Center, the way the mall, uh, you know, kind of the, uh, uh, the infrastructure of the mall, but the other things going on around the mall. So what's going on at Gamebridge Fieldhouse, the new hotel, the, um, uh, the Elanco campus, uh, Cross White River, Indy 11, all of those projects, several billion dollars, is one of the things that really attracted um, Hendricks to this project. And they're, they're going to begin with phase one. It's a 10-year process. So it's not going to happen overnight, but it's it's opening up the mall, so taking an enclosed mall and creating a campus-like environment. So I think potentially the renderings uh, look pretty cool, but I think those are very um, preliminary, if you will, and probably will change uh, substantially as this project gets going. Gary Dick, inside IndianaBusiness.com, on the Twitter X, at IIB. I appreciate you. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Fill up on the news presented by Absolute Wealth Management, LLC, the Absolute Wealth Retirement Planning Show. Sunday is on WIBC at 9 a.m. Dow futures down 115. NASDAQ futures up 33. It's been nine weeks of the market being up. Nine weeks. I mean, incredible end to 2023. And a lot of people feeling much better about their 401k because of it. Uh, having a down day is not the end of civilization. Of course, uh, Boeing shares taking the hit because the FAA grounded dozens of their 737 MAX 9 for inspections because a window and a side of the fuselage blew out while an Alaska Airlines flight was in flight. No one died. Amazingly. But there's something wrong with this plane. I've had some people sending me uh, some stuff and some some uh, information saying it might be this secondary company, not specifically Boeing. Um, it's a Boeing plane. This is my argument. Boeing is going to take the hit. Now, 
if they're able to move the blame or there actually is blame, but on some third company, I'll, I'll follow the story. But Boeing taking the slide, it, it, it makes perfect sense. Also, uh, as you heard uh, in, in the reporting, and um, you'll, you'll see, I assume, over at WIBC.com if it's not there already, uh, you've got a rally going on on the, uh, on the circle. And the rally is from, uh, wh- what do they call themselves? Uh, Jewish Voice for Peace? Um, they are in no way about being Jewish, and they're no way about peace. This group's been around for years. And this group uh, doesn't actually believe in Israel's existence. Uh, you're talking about Marxists, communists. These are not uh, the, the, the good, decent people that their name would make you believe. And allow me to say for the record, they don't speak for Jews. Now, I don't speak for Jews, but I would bet you dollars to donuts I speak for more Jews than they do. And I'm willing to, to engage that fight. They actually stated in an interview that I think was done with John Herrick that Indianapolis overwhelmingly uh, wants Israel to stop. I think that's an interesting statement. You're talking about Indianapolis? You're talking about Indiana. And can I ask what data you have? And can I ask who you asked? Because no one asked my family. Oh, we're not in Indianapolis. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. So you asked all the people who were part of your organization what they thought, and you determined that that is somehow the total number of people. For over 80 days, they write, Gaza has been under near constant bombardment and siege by the state of Israel. That's not the story. As a matter of fact, that is so far detached because you do not bring up the attack from Hamas. I'm looking at your statement. With lack of access to food and clean drinking water, the United Nations is reporting half of Gaza's population is at risk of starvation. Did you ask how many people in Gaza were at risk when uh, Hamas wasn't providing water because they never actually wanted to provide water? They ripped the pipes out of the ground to build rocket launchers. Can, can I see in your statement where there is blame for Hamas? Oh, I can't. It doesn't exist. It's not there. You support the destruction of Israel. You worthless lowlifes. I want to have the fight with you. I want you to know how disgusted I am by you and your actions. And you say to me, Tony, this is name calling. This isn't going to get us anywhere. This won't win the day. You know, I believe that, right? I believe that with everything in me. You got to rationally engage. So allow me to do so. Anybody who doesn't understand that Hamas is the enemy is not somebody worth listening to. Anybody who doesn't start with Hamas must be destroyed in order for there to be peace is unserious about the situation. And anybody who makes a statement like has been made here by, uh, is it, is it, I have it as M-A-L-K-A-H. How do I pronounce her first name? Malka Bird? Am I saying that correctly and accurately? 
uh, anybody who puts out a statement as uh, this is accredited uh, to uh, Jewish Voice for Peace Indiana and the Middle Eastern Student Association IUPUI, which I thought was now IU Indianapolis. Um, if they can make a statement going after Israel but not discussing Hamas, this is a group or a series of groups that supports Hamas, which is a terrorist organization. And yes, I will stand up against those people. I will discuss how wrong they are. And I believe that Jewish Voice for Peace has to stop using the word Jewish in their title. Because holy heck, they don't speak for me. And if they had their way, they wouldn't speak for anybody because there would be no Jews left. I am thankful that their rally was so small this morning. They have every right to engage. The First Amendment is theirs as well as it is mine. It is for all Americans. But my gosh, these are disgusting, despicable people who absolutely favor, without question, the end of Israel and the genocide of Jews. I said it. I meant it. I'm not apologizing for it. Tony Katz, that's me, by the way, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Time for that kitchen, time for that bathroom, time to make it beautiful, time for the remodel. It's time for Boer Remodeling. B-O-O-H-E-R, BoerRemodeling.com. They have been taking care of Indianapolis for decades. They know their business. The kitchen, the bathroom, we're talking about the places that you use, you utilize, that you take pride in, you want to feel good in them. My gosh, the perfect time is now. A new year, a new kitchen, a new bathroom. It's been 23 years that Boer Remodeling, B-O-O-H-E-R, BoerRemodeling.com has been serving Central Indiana, and now is the time to get your free consultation. You're ready. It's 2024. You're ready for that new kitchen. You're ready for that new master bath. You're ready for Boer. All you have to do is share with them the idea, and Boer Remodeling will bring it to life. Talk to Boer Remodeling today, immediately. 317-852-5546. Tell them Tony Katz sent you. 317-852-5546-852-5546 or online at Boer. B-O-O-H-E-R, BoerRemodeling.com. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Tony Katz today, we're going to break down the jobs numbers from that came out last week. What's fascinating is that the number looks very, very good. But there's a story behind everything. 
in 2023. Did I say hello? Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. I also do Tony Katz today. That's from noon to three. Uh, And so we've got that. And then we do Eat, Drink, Smoke, the Cigar and Bourbon Show, which in 2024 will finally bring more eating. Just me. I'm excited about it. We've been drinking. We've been smoking. Now we're going to do some more eating. It's going to be very, very good. Uh, Find that uh, also uh, there on your favorite podcast platform, Eat, Drink, Smoke. The jobs numbers, we go over them month after month, and we've seen uh, unemployment stay at this 3.7%. And we've seen uh, the, the overperforming over the last couple of months in terms of jobs, which leads to the question, is this economy really cooling down in a way that inflation can come down. I don't believe where the market is in that they think that inflation is going to uh, be uh, brought completely under control and you'll see the interest rate cuts. The minutes from the Fed meeting don't prove any cuts. They said they're looking to do three cuts in 2024. I'd be thrilled if they did, but their minutes also say, yeah, but maybe not. The minutes from the meeting say, we're not so sure this is all going to work out. Every time there is a jobs report, it's also accompanied over the last few months by a report that the jobs report two months earlier, well, that got revised downward. Initial U.S. employment reports overstated 439,000 jobs in 2023. So if you said that the estimate was 150,000 jobs, let's say, for a pick a month, And it came in at 180,000. Ooh, beat the estimates. And you beat the estimates by 30,000 here. And you beat the estimates by 40,000 there. You beat the estimates by 17,000 here, 52,000 there. Look at how great we're doing. You missed by 439,000 jobs. You overinflated the number. Now you have to ask, is that because making these determinations and sometimes you get different data, it's a little bit difficult or is it political? If you don't think that question is getting asked when you see a number like this, well, you're nutty. The problem with this number, wait for it, is what is happening in an average year? What is the average overage or under in a year? Are they, do they usually miss it by 5,000, 35,000, 135,000? What's the average miss that we now get to nearly half a million jobs that weren't actually created? And also, we should be clear, no jobs have been created because it's people going back to work. I don't think as of yet, although we may, we may have just crossed the Rubicon, always be honest. We haven't gotten to the place where we replaced the jobs that we lost uh, because of COVID and because of lockdowns. Big problem. So the other part of this that is, is, is going to be a conversation on Tony Katz today, Dr. Matt Will is going to join us. This unemployment number, 3.7%, the crowing that you hear is up, keeping unemployment under 4%. How many people are in the labor force? How many people are in the labor force? What is the labor force participation rate? Who's actually working? Who's given up? Who's walking away? 
it's a worthwhile question. Because not everybody is looking around saying, this is great, I need a job. Many people have said, forget this, daddy's out. That's right, that's right. They refer to themselves as daddy. It's not just Matt Bear. Other people do this too. So these are, this is what we're going to break down, where these numbers are at and what they mean. We're also going to take a look at the budget deal, the $1.59 trillion deal that seems to be uh, happening. And I saw this on X over the weekend, and I almost responded because it was Jonah Goldberg stating, uh, here was my conversation on Chris Wallace's show about DEI. First of all, Jonah, your your Never Trump position has really dim- diminished you, not because you aren't a guy who thinks in gr- books like liberal uh, fascism, et cetera, aren't, aren't good books. Uh, it, it, it's, 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 it's that you've made yourself look ridiculous, silly, and you're going on Chris Matthews' show. Uh, not Chris Matthews, Chris Wallace's show. Might as well be the same guy. No one cares. Then I watched the clip. Holy crap, guys. I'm going to play it in full. You want to know how demented DEI is and how ridiculous liberal white women are? Oh, grab all the popcorn and all the bourbon. It's unbelievable. I'll have it for you in full on Tony Katz today. Uh Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.